Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. The X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All Hit Radio. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. And as you know, for the past 26 years, 21 years, where did I get 26 from? My God, I, I am not that old. Yes, it is 26 years. Thank you, Craig. Oh, it's been one of those days, Exxon Nation. This is the kind of day where I will not put my lottery numbers in because I'd screw them up. And with my luck, i probably win. Anyway, 26 years, a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where... Fact is fiction, and fiction is reality, and we come to you Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern right here on the Exxon Broadcast Network, Talkstar Radio, Mutual Broadcast Network, Radio X across Europe, the IPBN Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, iHeart Network, just to name a few. If you'd like to send me an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com on all social media sites, Exxon Radio TV, and our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. If you'd like to find out the other great shows we have for you, 724-365, with our compliments, that's right, you don't pay anything. You can just listen away all day, all night at www.xzbn.net. My guest this hour is a young lady I've had the pleasure of having on the show many times. Her name is Cynthia Sue Larson. Uh, she is the Quantum Optimist, is the best-selling author of Quantum Jumps, Reality Shifts, and High Energy Money. She is an intuitive, spiritual life coach who helps people find love, meaning, and prosperity by accessing worlds of possibility. Cynthia has a degree in physics from UC Berkeley, an MBA, a Doctor of Divinity, and a black belt in Kuk Sul One. I think I ordered that once in a restaurant. No wonder I got beat up. Uh, Cynthia hosts Living in the Quantum Dream on the Dream Vision 7 radio network and has been featured on numerous shows. Uh, let me see here. Cynthia reminds us to ask in every situation, how good can it get? And uh, if you'd like to get more information about Cynthia, www.realityshifters.com. And Cynthia Sue Larson, welcome back to the Exxon. Oh, thank you, Rob. Such a pleasure to be here. It's always good talking to you, my dear. Uh, hey, listen, let's get right to the meat because we have so much to talk about. What is going on with the Mandela effect? I am hearing more and more stories, more and more examples. There's got to be something to this. Absolutely. And I'm even getting contacted by people who tell me that they've never followed anything like this before. And they're just wondering what's going on. How is it that it's possible that cultural facts, such as product names, product logos, yeah. 
movie dialogue, and a lot more. Just are constantly, sometimes flip-flopping back and forth. Sometimes they're completely different than the way people remembered them. Mm-hmm. And it's just making people wonder, is this the Large Hadron Collider? Or are the scientists up to no good? You know, what's happening? So, Well, you, you know, it's, it's funny you should mention that because... Uh, I, I've I've heard examples that predate the big collider. For example, all the Elvis sightings that were going on at one time, Lennon right. sightings that were going on. You know, there's got to be more than this than putting the blame on a poor subatomical generator or collider in, in Switzerland. Right, I would agree with you there. And actually, when I've looked back at some of the things I've been sharing, these firsthand. Mm-hmm. Um, reports from around the world, not just in Berkeley, California here, you know, sometimes called Berserkly, <laughs> but <laughs> but everywhere. You know, it's not just people who are nut jobs or did too much um, LSD or something back in the day. No, these are people, often scientists, um, doctors, lawyers from around the world writing to me and telling me that they're noticing that uh, people who were supposedly dead or have been seen alive or have been noticed to die twice, which in fact is where the term Mandela effect came from and because a, a blogger named Fiona Broom noticed mm-hmm. in 2010 that a lot of people at a conference she was attending had um, they, they were all surprised by the same thing that Nelson Mandela was alive in 2010. So this is the same thing I've been tracking since the 90s, 1990s, that is. And like you, I've, I've been the, the farther back I look, the more I see, hey, we've been recognizing yeah. alternate realities uh, for quite some time. You and I have to take a short break. We'll be right back. Great talking to you, and thank you very much for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us tonight. It means a lot. Exxon Nation, Cynthia Sue Larson is our guest, realityshifters.com, and we'll both be back on the other side of this break as we continue. We're right here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in beautiful Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My name is Rob McConnell. Whatever you do, don't go away. And once again, for Cynthia Sue Larson, www.realityshifters.com. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. 
www.thebibleconversation.com. Hello, I'm Pete Marsh. With my daughter Justina, we will be presenting the new radio show, Too Good to Be True. If something seems too good to be true, it usually is. But with the help of Justina's amazing gifts, we're going to gain insight into questions that don't yet have complete answers. Have you wondered who built Stonehenge and for what reason? Why are crop circles found in the same region as Stonehenge and elsewhere? Are crop circles a hoax or are they created with technologies that we have little knowledge of? Who built the pyramids in Egypt and also in other countries? How and why were they built? Was the Titanic switched with the Britannic as part of a gigantic insurance fraud or for more insidious reasons? What caused the Tunguska event when trees were flattened over an 800 square mile area in Siberia? Will the new insights be too good to be true? Well, that will depend on what you are prepared to believe. Please join us as we start on this journey together. For more information on Too Good To Be True, visit www.xzbn.net. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an 8-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500-plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. Welcome back, everyone. Cynthia Sue Larson is our special guest. Uh, We've just started talking about the Mandela Effect, and here's something that I just thought of. Could the seeing of Christ the three days after he was crucified, could that have been one of the very first examples, written examples, historical examples of a Mandela effect? I'm glad you asked that question. I I would agree that that, I was thinking the same thing, in fact, when you mentioned the Elvis Presley sightings, that the farther back we look, the more likely we are to start recognizing this could be a perfect classic example. And we wouldn't call it the Mandela effect. If he's the first example, then people might want to say, wait a minute, let's call it the Jesus Christ. But um, but listen, effect. between you and me and a couple of million listeners, who would want to get into the theological fight with that one? <laughs> exactly. Well, regardless, uh, I mean, obviously that was a miracle. And mm-hmm. I would say coming back from the dead and being witnessed alive again. And here we are at Easter time here in the United States shortly just happened, you know, a week or so ago. So it's on our minds and we're thinking about it. But it's clear to me that lots of people have been reported dead mm-hmm. and that people have heard about, including Nelson Mandela. We just mentioned him briefly before yeah. the break. And that was extraordinary. Although people who live in Africa, South Africa, usually don't remember that he died back in the 1980s. There are people like myself that remember having seen the TV reports and the newspaper front page coverage of his passing away while still incarcerated. So it's it just seems strange that so many people would remember things one way and then later come to find out that that could not have happened because Nelson Mandela is alive and well. And he's not the only one. There are many others that people, including myself, have noticed that had been reported dead through reputable reports, and then seen alive. And I know it sounds crazy unless you yourself have experienced these things. Well, how do you ex- explain it? You, you know, like, you're a very smart lady. You've got a, a degree from UC Berkeley in physics. You've got an MBA. Like, how do you, a very solid, reputable professional, how do you, how do you equate this to what? Well, my... When I look at it, what it looks like to me is that we're recognizing some of the same sorts of quantum phenomena that we expect to see in the realm of the very, very small, but we don't expect to see in what used to be called, I, I don't call it this, but some people still call it the classical realm, believing that it's possible to draw like a little imaginary 
um, demarcation line. Mm -hmm. And anything smaller than this size, if it's tiny as a little invisible uh, to the eye atomic particle, which is not always a particle, by the way, because it has a wave-like manner to it, then we can just call those things, um, you know, following the quantum physics laws. And then everything on the other side would be behaving according to the laws that we expect, um, you know, such as laws of gravity and electromagnetism and so forth. And that's everything that we can see with our eyes and everything in the universe that's visible. And it's all of the things to the very, very cosmologically huge scale as well, such as the, the universe itself. But when physicists look at unifying these two realms, and there are physicists that are still trying to do that, mm-hmm. hopefully getting closer. That's um, something that's been a goal since Einstein's time, and maybe even a little before that, just to bring it all together. And when, when they start trying to do that, then things get very interesting. And some of the things that seemed previously impossible, such as maybe everything does behave according to quantum properties, and that means everything. That means uh, that when we look at quantum particles, we expect them to be in what's called a superposition of states. That means, for example, their spin could be up and down. Mm-hmm. And you can imagine that like a coin being both heads and tails at the same time. It's existing in a possible realm where it's kind of both. It's that field of possibility. And what some of the physicists are saying, in fact, there's a majority currently now saying that you and I and everyone and everything else exists in that superposition of states. So you might be sick at the same time as there's a version of you that's completely healthy. Well, is, is it possible that what is happening for some unknown reason that we are shifting realities, dimensional realities, and that's why this Mandela effect is being created? Yes. Uh, I think when you look at it that way, people might not know exactly what you mean, shifting realities. You, you mean just kind of moving between them randomly? Yes. Or? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'd say that that's definitely akin to what I, I believe is happening. And I wouldn't call it random exactly because it seems to me when we look at nature, we'll mm-hmm. see for so many amazing things happening in photosynthesis. Yeah. Plants are achieving remarkable efficiencies of photo. Uh, you know, just taking that photo photon of energy and being able to transport it remarkably efficiently with efficiencies around 95 or higher percent. And that's much, much higher efficiency than we can attain with any of our current technologies. And it seems like what's happening, in fact, there's some solid evidence to suggest that quant- plants are doing things the way that we would like our quantum computers to operate. In other words, they're following quantum logic. Mm-hmm. They're doing mm-hmm. quantum operations. And long story short, it's it's kind of like they have all those little imaginary coins flipping in the air, and they they know what's going to work out best. They know it subconsciously. It, it's not that they're calculating um, the mathematics of it or anything, but it's like they're able to tr- uh, to go with where it feels right and be able to trust you know, maybe you could call it plant intuition. I don't know anybody calling it that, but it's that sense that this is the fastest, most efficient way to take a particular photon and get it to where it needs to go. Is it possible we may also be part of some sort of experiment that we are actually being uh, victims of mind control, making us believe that the Mandela effect is real? Well, this is something people would have scoffed at in years gone by, but I guess you are aware that this is something people are talking about seriously, including people like Elon Musk and so forth. Yeah. And personally, I don't like that idea. So my, my take on it is I, I sure hope not. <laughs> but I can see the, the way people could get to that possible. Is there any correlation with the Mandela effect and the operation of HARP? Okay, that's a good one, too. Uh, um, any kind of technology that works with what what we would consider our subconscious, those theta waves, mm-hmm. and the unified dreams of mankind, I would say absolutely that there's a potential for affecting it. And I, that's interesting that you asked that question. I would say any technology that can and does uh, work in some way to, 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 to influence people's theta state, their, yeah. their lucid dreaming of, uh, ability... Uh, it's what that does is it changes what we think is possible. And so any technology that's able to do that 
will absolutely move us in that direction. However, we don't need to get afraid of it because we ourselves can decide what it is that we'd like to be dreaming about, daydreaming about. All right, but if there was a nefarious, um, if there was a nefarious group who had the ability to launch satellites that would affect this certain part of our mind and make us believe things are that are not real are real and things that are not real are real this would be an amazing tool for any country who wanted to take over another country because all they'd need to do is get us to believe that there is no invasion nothing's going on and we could be taken over very easily Right. So that's, I guess that's always going to be a possible risk of any kind of mind control such mm-hmm. scenario. Uh, I would advocate that people get in, in closer touch with their own minds and learn some kind of discipline mentally through meditation, lucid dreaming, that kind of thing, because that's how, that, that's how you can recognize when there is some kind of an external influence. And when you are making daily time for spiritual check-ins and prayer and whatever it is that works for you getting very clear on always aligning yourself with the highest level of what you consider to be good for everyone then these are counter maneuvers that you can take because i think what you're talking about actually is a possible danger but i like to be an optimist i like to think positively and to me for every technology that's out there that might be nefarious and leading to the dark side, I, I know that there are internal technologies that we can utilize, such as prayer, meditation, and just using our own common sense and staying connected with well, everything that we know matters. Prayer, I, you know, like, I, I'm sorry, with everything that's going on in the world, and I've seen very many religious people pray, excuse me, pray a lot, pray for health, pray for whatever, and it never happens. So how can we say that by praying, we can avoid certain things that are totally yeah. out of our control? That's a good question. And and obviously, people are going to know, just like you do, there are people out there that they've prayed and prayed and yeah. nothing is, seems to be coming of it. But I'd like to reference some of the more recent research that's sure, happened. Please do. In the field of, yeah. If you look at things uh, having to do with the placebo effect, mm-hmm. and I report on some of this in my, my book, Quantum Jumps, I've got a section on the placebo in case people want to know what are those exact references it's all in there but one of the things that i find most interesting is that people who have some kind of faith and it it doesn't need to be necessarily any particular Mm -hmm. type of religious dogma or any particular religion but faith has been found to help every type of therapy and even for the placebo effect it's the groups, um, when they separate people into study groups and the, the people who are in that group that receive the placebo, mm-hmm. which might be something like a saline solution of salt water sure. or just something that's not really having any known uh, effect. When, if they're in the placebo group and they happen to have faith, there's a much stronger probability that that group will, in fact, improve. So um, they'll think that they're getting some kind of treatment mm-hmm. for... Um, you know, reducing pain or whatever it might be, getting over their depression and whatever it is that they think that they got, if they have faith, the effects um, can be greatly enhanced. So that's that's definitely something going on there, and that that would be a benefit of faith just from a practical standpoint. But if a person needs to depend on faith in order to attain mental strength. Isn't there also the possibility that the dependency on faith can actually backfire and make them weaker because they're expecting a higher source or an outside source or influence to protect them? Well, I mean, any kind of mental failure Mm -hmm. like that could happen, uh, whether you have faith or don't have faith. Similar problems could happen if you... If you're an atheist and you think there's nothing and um, you could make poor decisions that are don't really map properly onto right. reality that way, too. That, but, for, but when I look at it from a martial arts standpoint, mm-hmm. I recognize that part of faith is just having this this level of trust that there's something that will get you through it. And I think anybody that does martial arts 
gets into an area of mental toughness precisely because they have faith. They they know that they'll keep training and at some point be able to do something they've never previously ever been able to do because they keep in they keep visualizing it and just stay just focused and mentally positive. So that's another use of the word faith. It takes it out of that religious connotation where it can get perhaps um, misunderstood to be specifically and only meant in a religious context. And I, I don't think it necessarily needs to fit totally into what you might think of as just Christianity or Buddhism or um, you know Muslim faith or whatever you might be looking at. Because any kind of faith... It, all right, stand by. You and I have to take our break. Exonation. Cynthia Sue Larson is our special guest. Fascinating conversation this hour, Exonation. Her website, are you ready for this? Realityshifters.com. And uh, Cynthia Sue Larson and I will return on the other side of this news break. Don't go away. are our personal gateways into infinite wisdom. Don't miss Shamanic Counselor and Indigenously Trained Dream Decoder Sandra Corcoran's inspiring book, Shamanic Awakening Between the Dark and the Daylight. This remarkable work chronicles Sandra's 35 years of experience with diverse wisdom keepers and her initiations throughout the Americas and across the British Isles, Turkey, Greece, and Egypt. Sandy's knowledge of symbology, psychology, and myth influence her dream blog and workshops. Sandy offers private tarot readings, international journeys, a meditative CD, as well as her book, Shamanic Awakening, to encourage you as you navigate this earthwalk, creating a deeper connection to yourself and all that is. Find this and more at Sandy's website, starwalkervisions.com. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. Nemology science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Nemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today, Know the Name, Know the Person, or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. Hello, I'm Justina Marsh, and with my dad, Pete, we are going to present a new show called Too Good to Be True. Together, we are aiming to discover more truths about this world and beyond. Do you have unanswered questions about the world? Do you ever wonder about aliens, conspiracy theories, or the universe? There are many shows discussing subjects such as pyramids or UFOs, but we want to relay this information based on our own research, including from spiritual means. 
Hopefully, listeners will be helped with their own beliefs and will appreciate the psychic insights that add to the previous research and information. We both look forward to sharing this insight and beginning this journey with our listeners. Visit xzbn.net for more information about when to listen. And welcome back, everyone. Cynthia Sue Larson is my very special guest this hour, www.realityshifters.com. Um, so where do you think the next evolutionary step is going to be when it comes to the quantum side of reality? You mean in terms of the technology or the way that we're talking about it tonight? The way we're both- talking about it tonight. Awesome. Well, I believe that people have reached this tipping point, if you will, now mm-hmm. that so many people are noticing this Mandela effect and really, like I said earlier, getting startled uh, when they hit something that resonates personally for them. If you're just reading about other people's experiences, you can brush it off, especially if the what's, what's being talked about is not familiar to your culture or your background. But as soon as you stumble across something where you know for sure, like in the Star Wars movie, that line where Darth Vader says, um, Luke, I am your father. People remember that deep, dark, you know, that that intonation that the actor had. It was incredible. You know, Luke, I can't do it, but I'm trying. But now if you watch the movie, all versions of it currently show, no, I am your father. And it completely sounds different. But here's, here's a question on that. You just brought up an interesting point. If anyone has the original VHS from the very first Star Trek, have they compared? And if so, I would love to hear the difference in, in the two versions, the, the original version and the version now. Do people actually go out and investigate these claims? They do. They actually do. And there are reporters that are following up on it, and their minds sometimes are getting blown when they look into something like this or the Moonraker movie. That's the James Bond mm-hmm. flick. With There was a girl that had braids and lots of people, including myself, remember there was this young girl in the movie that had braces. And so when she fell in love or she had this sort of a cheesy love scene with the villain named Jaws. And you might remember he's the huge villain with the big metal teeth that yep. looks so scary. Okay, So they had this moment where they looked at each other on screen and they smiled, and they both flashed these mouths full of teeth. Mm-hmm. This is what people remember. And so uh, there was a reporter covering this and saying, like, wait a minute. If everybody remembers that this scene was in the movie and that girl had braces, then how can it be that none of the existing versions of this movie contain that girl wearing braces? There's no mention of it. It's like it never happened. I, I remember watching that, and to the best of my recollect, re- recollection, they both had braces. Yeah, just mouths full of t- shiny metal everywhere. And so <laughs> it was kind of funny, wasn't it? And now when you look at the scene, if you go and you play it mm-hmm. on YouTube or find any copy of it you like, could be an old VHS. This is where people are dragging up their old copies of the VHS version, looking at it, and they're blown away because how could... How can it be possible that we remember the movie differently than the the videotape itself shows? The the question is, how could the videotape that they put into their VCR have been changed? Which in my my experience as, as a broadcast engineer, as well as being a talk show host, that is impossible. Impossible according to classical physics. And but the, do we, do we, <laughs> at the end of the day, what difference does this make in our life? Okay, and that goes, I didn't mean to skip your question. Yeah, yeah. Where, where is all this going? Oh my gosh. Well, the difference it makes at the end of the day is that it, we can take this from what's currently very much a subconscious phenomenon. Mm-hmm. The Mandela effect is globally subconscious. So lots of us are able to share our notes So it's not just one of us thinking, man, I must really have lost it. I don't know why I I thought 
that character Dolly had braces. Clearly she doesn't. I, I'm confused. I must have seen someone else. Instead of thinking that, each of us individually and separately, we have the internet. We've got Reddit. We've got YouTube. And now we realize I'm not alone. And there are thousands of people like me that remember a very different reality. But is it possible that your memories are faulty? Well, there is that possibility. You know, I, I never like to skip anything. It's mm -hmm. just that it seems increasingly slim when you, let's look at that question, where is this whole effect going? And where it's going is um, just along the lines of the fact that the placebo effect has doubled in the last 30 years. With that kind of an increase in placebo effect, mm -hmm. something is going on. And if, if we look at that belief that two-thirds of the physicists polled say that we live in a superposition of states in parallel realities, and we're looking at nature and photosynthesis mm -hmm. is showing mm -hmm. us that plants are able to make uh, take advantage of these efficiencies of quantum operation, then obviously there's a very real chance that instead of just fabricating these old, these alternate histories out of plain cloth and just all agreeing for some reason with these bizarre realities that are very disturbing to people. But we, know, but we know for a fact, Cynthia, that the human mind can play tricks on us. The memory can play tricks on us. For example, one of the most prevalent ones is that people, the majority of people, when asked what the final book in the Bible is, they will say the book of Revelations. And it's the book of Revelation. They make this mistake all the time. And the Bible hasn't changed. It's the person's perception of what they believe it to be. Well, actually, now that you mentioned that one, um, there are mm -hmm. people who notice that there have apparently been changes to the Bible. Oh, wait a second. <laughs> I'm going to save you some time here. I, I've, <laughs> I've had them on the show. They've had their Bible. I've had mine. I've had my Bible that I keep here on my shelf, oh my gosh, for at least 35, 40 years. They give me a, a verse and chapter. They read theirs. I read mine. It's totally different. Whoa. You know, oh, that's so. weird. <laughs> okay, well, I'm, I'm not going to get into that then. Yeah, but let's not. Let's just let's steer clear. But yep. as far as tricks of the mind go, mm -hmm. I, and this is where I like to look at what's new in quantum cognition. And that's a new field that's opening up just like quantum biology with the photosynthesizing plants. Mm -hmm. In the realm mm -hmm. of psychology, we've got quantum cognition. And people like Jerome Busemeyer, who has written a fabulous book on quantum cognition, and the way that the best way to explain and understand the way human logic and reasoning and memory works is through quantum algorithms, actually. So again, it looks like quantum processing is happening for each of us. And what that means is that when you ask a person a series of questions in a survey mm -hmm. and you ask and then you randomize your survey so you eliminate survey bias, actually, you're not so much eliminating bias that what researchers have found is that people are weird and you can ask the same questions, but when you do those questions in a different sequence, you're going to get different groupings of, of types of answers. Yep. So, And that's just the way people think because we, we know we do this. We've got these sort of um, libraries in our mind. So something reminds you of something. You're in a context with that question. You've kind of gone into this possible world with it. And that totally influences everything that comes next. You know, another example is... If when police go to a crime scene, they get, for example, a bank robbery, all the witnesses will give different accounts. How do you know uh, different descriptions? How do we right. we can't relate that to quantum physics? That's a human factor. Well, I'm saying I would not assume any longer that it's mm -hmm. uh, all classical. I, from what I'm seeing in so many different. Uh, areas of science right now, I think we need to reassess some of our presumptions about about when memory so-called fails, because obviously failure can happen. I'm not discounting that. It's just that when there are these groups of people that remember things differently, and I don't subscribe to this confabulation theory that people are uh, getting totally confused in on a group level. So well, many has, of us. You, I mean, it's possible, but when when, when people are are putting everything to this Mandela effect and the memories that are different. Do they, are, are any studies made into the people themselves, their stress level, the n uh, number of hours they sleep, any prescription drugs, their diet, their exercise reg regimes? 
they're say, you know, are they given an IQ test or are we just taking everything they say to be verbatim the truth? And my God, there's got to be something going on here because so many people can't be wrong. I know. Well, here we can be grateful to Harvard University because they're doing a series of placebo studies. They've got a new research institute totally dedicated to placebo studies, and they are asking those kind of questions. Um, but other other than that, I don't think we have a solid body of evidence with the sort of data that you're talking about. But we do have some interesting studies uh, having to do with what's called flashbulb memories, where mm-hmm. people absolutely... Um, or, okay, I should give an example. Uh, in a college setting, some students that were in a psychology class were uh, given a very quick uh, essay exercise the day after the Challenger space shuttle explosion. Mm-hmm. And it was just simple questions. Where were you when you heard the news? What were you doing? Who were you with? How did you find out? And then and the professors took these pieces of paper, put them in a kind of time capsule for a period of time, like a year or two, and then gave them uh, the same questions to the students some period of time later. The students wrote their answers down again, mm-hmm. and then the professors also handed them back their original papers, at which point some of the students said, that's my handwriting, but that's not what happened. So what does that prove? That would prove that, um, well, it doesn't prove anything. Uh, it's just a piece of evidence. You know how science works. <laughs> so what it indicates is it gives us further questions to pursue having to do with the possibility that, okay, we call this a flashbulb memory. We think that something big happened like JFK is murdered, Marilyn Monroe dies, mm-hmm. Challenger explodes, and everybody knows. It's kind of like that moment is frozen in time and it's emotional and so forth. So therefore, it should be a stronger memory. That was the theory. What seems to be happening is it seems like we're getting a little glimpse of what some of us are noticing as Mandela effect, reality shifts, quantum jumps, and we're instead seeing alternate histories possibly showing up. That's a possibility. So that's what I would love to see further research done to see, um, along with all those wonderful criteria you mentioned about IQ, Mm -hmm. state of mind, and so forth, as to uh, what's going on and why would someone look, you know, side by side with the two sets of answers to the same questions and notice like, wow, a year ago, this is what I wrote with my own handwriting, but that's not what happened. And so what I'm saying is it's very much like Nelson Mandela is alive again. Dolly in the movie Moonraker no longer has braces. We're witnessing alternate histories. We're witnessing that there are many possible big bangs in our past. Isn't it, isn't it safer to say we believe we are because it hasn't been proven yet? Yeah, there, like I said, it's I don't a hypothesis. Know yeah, it's a hypothesis. And this is what science is built on. And so um, we're, you know, uh, we're real people deal in reality, not in hypothesis. You know, just because science is investigating something doesn't mean it's going to be so. How many times has science been wrong compared to what's been right? Oh, that's what it's all about. It's about you test a hypothesis, um, pretty much test it till you break it, come up with a better one, move forward, test the heck out of that one. Why doesn't science do something called curing the world of disease, curing the world of famine, curing the climate? Why doesn't science, you know, focus on that instead of sheer stupidity? And and I'm glad you mentioned those things because that's where I see this this whole field Mandela effect could go when we bring it conscious. I think without this, there's no way we could, uh, you know, resolve these huge problems that mm. seem. All so right, stand by. I've got to take my uh, final break here. Exxon Nation. Cynthia Sue Larson is our guest. www.realityshifters.com, and we'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. Hi everyone, Rob McConnell here, and I wanted to spend a moment on internet streaming. Everybody has heard about internet streaming, but not many know much about it. Did you know the internet streams just about everything? Movies. From new releases to old classics. TV shows. Almost every show, every episode, and much more. 
But the question has always been, how do you do it? Well, now, thanks to the folks at 123 Ready TV, I have the answer for you. They have developed a simple program app, 123 Ready TV, that you install on your Windows PC, Android smartphone, or Android tablet that can have you streaming like a pro in less than five minutes. You truly won't believe how much is available or how easy it is to do until you try. And for a one-time cost of only $19.99, this product is a real winner. To learn more about 123 Ready TV, visit our website at www.xzbn.net. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Join me, Krista Nails, on the Telus Radio Show, heard around the world on XZBN. On our show, we will discuss business opportunities, the art of communication, and how to draw attention to your enterprise using the new social media opportunities now afforded to entrepreneurs using the internet to create worldwide clientele. With our international special guests, we will help you to increase your global visibility and attract more customers. That's the Telus Radio Show, heard exclusively on xzbn.net. There's a legend shared by many indigenous cultures of a time when the nations were cast to the four corners of the world. Each nation was given a body of sacred knowledge that held a different portion of the truth to preserve. True reality could not be known until all the nations reunited, combining the information. If a single one was missing, the world could not be reborn and darkness would prevail. The Science of Magic Radio is dedicated to reuniting the sacred knowledge. With the understanding, none of us has all the answers, but together we can open new perceptions and possibilities. Through our combined vision, the world can be reborn into a place where darkness no longer prevails. Join me, Gwilda Wiecka, and the Science of Magic daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, or visit us at thescienceofmagic.net. Cynthia Sue Larson is our special guest this hour, Exxon Nation. Uh, her website is realityshifters.com. Tell us about your new book. My new book is called Quantum Jumps, An Extraordinary Science of Happiness and Prosperity. Mm-hmm. And it's really all about the science of instant transformation. So you can live the life of your dreams. And it presents a radical paradigm that we do exist in an interconnected holographic multiverse in which we can literally jump from one parallel universe to another. Okay, so, so let me get this straight. This is not reality, right? Well, it means 
that the world, when you look around with your senses, you're getting mm-hmm. an interpretation of what's so-called quote unquote out there. So, and this is what we know for, to be true from our scientists who study sensory perception that we're basically, it's kind of like you're looking at icons on a desktop on the computer. That's what our senses do for us. They give us the ability to throw a document away in the trash bin, you know, to do things. You don't have to figure out how your brain is working or what's going on or how you're smelling or seeing things or how it is that your senses bring information. So it seems like all the data fits together at the same time. It really can't because sound waves travel differently than light waves. Mm-hmm. And yet somehow our brain compensates for all that. And we we have information that registers inside our body much faster than there's any way that could possibly explain how that even happens. So because of all of this, we know that what we think is so-called quote-unquote out there mm-hmm. in some ways actually is rather imaginary. And and that, I think, is the idea of bringing the quantum into everyday life, just recognizing we live in a world of possibility. And sometimes we can sense that. You can get in a daydream state and recognize that you've got different options. Some people in near accident situations recognize that and they're able to do amazing things in that moment that seem superhuman or almost impossible. So we're on the Starship Enterprise in the holodeck. Basically, yes. <laughs> so why so why do I have to pay my mortgage then? <laughs> because it's good for you. No, I'm just <laughs> being silly. Uh, a lot of this has to do with our belief in all of the structures that regulate our society, the way that we think and believe about money, about about social protocol, mm-hmm. about what's expected. And we are social creatures. We often think of ourselves as individuals, yet more realistically, we're completely influenced by uh, to the to all of our um, mental, health, um, emotional, intellectual abilities are heavily influenced by our peer group. And the the people that we have close heart to heart connections with, so that that's often overlooked and not really considered properly, unless you go to Eastern countries in Asia, where there's much more of a prevalent worldview that way. What about the possibility that this entire quantum hollow deck theory is something that the scientific community is trying to impl- embed into our psyche, so they can actually take control of the human race? Well, scientists themselves, I, I've, I've worked with scientists, and they're, they're not that evil, and they're not that, as a group, they're not that organized. How do we know? <laughs> I've worked with them. <laughs> so maybe you've worked with some nice guys, and then there's some real jerks out there. Well, I'm not saying they're nice guys. I mean, they can be jerks, but what I'm saying is they don't work well with others, usually. Uh, scientists, as a rule, and please, you know, putting my foot in my mouth here, but they can, they tend to lean toward focus on facts and activities and what they're doing. And often their people skills are not that good. But that, if that was the case, what about the uh, the Manhattan Project? You had hundreds of scientists working together, and they created two bombs that killed thousands of people. So how can we say they're not that type? Oh, this is just me saying that. I'm not, I'm not representing anyone else here. No, I, it's just I know. my own personal observations. Uh, uh, but, so but history speaks for itself. Okay, so you're saying they've developed the bomb, they could do much worse. Sure um, they have. I think, Nuclear weapons, for example. Right. So on. you're hypothesizing that there could be this ultra-weapon where people's minds could be tampered with exactly. and we could turn that on the enemy. Exactly. Yeah, I'm sure... And from what we've seen as to secret programs in our own mm-hmm. government and the governments of other countries, that has in fact already been happening. So that's not that's not fantasy. That's that is something that has been going on. So I don't know all this details, all but... this Mandela effect and all right. this talk of quantum physics, quantum mechanics could nothing else could be nothing else but a ruse by the scientific community. Uh, to what end? I mean, I don't see. What I'm noticing is that there's no uh, conspiracy going on because the people that have the pieces of the puzzle mm-hmm. often don't know each other. So I'll talk to John Joe McFadden in the quantum biology realm mm-hmm. about what he's learning about those uh, plants that are photosynthesizing so remarkably efficiently. And then I'll talk to Jerome Busemeyer, mm-hmm. and he's not mm-hmm. talking with John Joe McFadden because he's only looking at the way cognition and memory work in but the human brain. They are the people that you know. What about the people who work for corporations? And I know there are many corporations out there that hire the best minds in the scientific fields, as well as the military. 
as well as other government agents, agencies. They communicate within their own structure. They don't communicate with outside sources. So what happens if there are, is this group that are working on these projects? You know, history and science has lied to us in the past. I don't think they're going to stop now. Right. Well, once again, I just go back to the fact that the technology that's mm-hmm. needed is within. You know, we actually do have it. And when we work together with group meditations, for example, then you can reduce crime rates in a given vicinity, such as when some meditators went to Washington, D.C. and did that famous meditation. And this has happened in many places around the world. So it's it's been reported and studied through Institute of Noetic Sciences, which is yeah. has a great center here in California. And there's a lot of huge body of evidence to suggest that even if there are technologies like HARP and these other things we're talking about, and I'm aware of some mm-hmm. as well, because I've seen some of my favorite research go dark because it gets gobbled up by IARPA or DARPA or something. So when that happens, then I can see, well, that's interesting. I'd love to see that thought-controlled light switch, but I guess that became classified. So, Yeah, but uh, don't you think, as it is now, we humans have way too much technology at our disposal? For example, you, take, you go down any main street of any t- city and you see all these idiots, instead of watching where they're walking, playing with their iPhones their smartphones. You go to restaurants. People don't talk anymore. They're texting. I think technology has gone crazy that we need to get back to basics. You know, like it's nice having cell phones. When I was a kid, I had a cell phone. It was called a dime in my pocket and there was the payphone. You didn't have parents who depended on technology to be electronic babysitters. You didn't have smart cars that are creating stupid drivers. We've gone too far. The scientific community and technology is out to get the human race. Want a conspiracy? There it is right there. The scientific community and tech and modern day technology are out to control the human race. And people can't opt out of smart meters. Um, that, that's something I highly recommend people do mm-hmm. if you have that option in your area. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it's this sort of a device that goes onto the outside of the house, usually it's lower quality than the old uh, digital electric meters used to be. Mm -hmm. And they're prone to exploding, blowing up. Um, They're hackable and they can record data for what's going on inside the house. I I, completely agree. I I just found out something very interesting here uh, while I was talking to you. I was doing some online research. The increase in Mandela effect sightings coincides with the increased usage of wireless cell phones and Wi-Fis. And and remember my my explanation for what that might be. And I, I hear what you're saying, but we've got two things that might be happening. One could be technology driving it and kind of creating this tendency for people to have mm-hmm. bizarre experiences that they usually don't like. You know, often this is an upsetting experience for people. Uh, the other possibility is, like I was saying, that, that people start noticing, it's not just me. I'm not imagining this. Mm-hmm. They're checking on their cell phone. They can quickly look something up like you just did because you're sitting near a computer. But nowadays, people have their little computer in their cell phone wherever they go, and they can quickly find out, whoa, that's a Mandela effect. And it is it's, happening, it's, and it's, either, it's either that or there's a memory loss. There is something giving that person a false memory. Yes, I wouldn't rule it out. Yeah. I don't use a cell phone myself and never have owned one. So for me, um, and I'm, I experience mm-hmm. these things pretty much daily and yeah. have been since I had a kundalini awakening. So that was an internal energy effect. Wow. Um, so, so you don't use a cell phone or, or, or anything like that? Never used a cell phone. And right, I've, it was a long story. I don't want wow. to go into the whole thing. That's but right. but <laughs> one amusing incident was I went to a conference of indigenous people from around the world mm-hmm. many years ago and the person leading it said everyone reach in your pocket and or purse pull out your cell phone put it on the table turn it off and i thought well th- in this group I'll, I'll be amongst you know half the people here aren't going to have cell phones i was the only one at that meeting that did of about 21 people that did not have a cell phone that was weird because that means all of our native indigenous people that are closest to the ways of the earth, tracking what animals, nature, the clouds are doing and living, you know, that close to the natural cycles. They also are being inundated with the cell phone microwave experiment. 
And that means what? Well, um, either way, whichever angle you look at, whether it's irradiating us, maybe making us more forgetful, then yeah. that is actually one of the side effects of microwave mm -hmm. poisoning, exactly. that you get disoriented, yep. a little forgetful. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. As well as the ingestion of aspartame. Black mold does the exact same thing. And there are more and more cases of black mold being reported than ever before in history. Aspartame. Kids are drinking aspartame. Aspartame's in everything. All the chemicals that are in our foods, preservatives. Let's start looking there. You and I have to say so long for tonight, but I want to thank you so much for joining us. Exxon Nation, my guest this hour has been Cynthia Sue Larson, www.realityshifters.com. I'll be back on the other side of the news at six and a half minutes past the top of the hour as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Mm -hmm.